Hey everybody, how you doing today? It's Pastor Chip. Thank you for tuning in again. So I'm sitting here pondering today's topic. Well, I've been pondering it for a couple of days. And, you know, I've been seeing things that people say and how hateful people say. And, you know, yeah, I have a TikTok account. I started following people on TikTok. And, you know, I... I see people that that have um, issues, they're handicapped, that are uh, deformed, uh, one lady missing part of her hand from a car wreck, um, birthmarks, and you know, the continuous theme that I see these people saying is that how people make ugly comments to them. And, you know, I always tell them you're perfectly created the way God intended you to be. You don't have very many characters you can reply to these people. but And I always write Psalm 139.14. And, you know, I sat here. I've been thinking... And, you know, people look at you, like if they have a deformity, a birthmark, say, a visible birthmark, or a visible handicap, and they look at you and they see you're complete, and they may look at me and see I'm complete as it would appear to them, but you don't know what people have and what they struggle with and how the world has treated them. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about me. A lot of people don't know it, but I'm short. (laughs) I've been short my whole life. I used to be shorter, but then I stopped growing about, uh, I think, the seventh grade. And you know, when I was growing up, I was always the littlest one in everything. Uh, when I graduated high school, I only weighed 98 pounds. And I remember when I started high school in ninth grade, and I th- saw all those big guys that were seniors, and I thought, man, when I get to be a senior, I'm going to be that big. Well, surprise. Like I said, I weighed 98 pounds when I graduated high school. When I was... um. Starting school in the first grade, my mom and dad took me out to the end of the driveway and I stood there with my little lunchbox and my backpack and my dad was filming the bus coming with the 8mm movie camera and the bus came and waved the horn and just waved and blew the horn and just kept on going. And I remember my dad jumping and running like the wind, grabbed me and threw me in the Volkswagen Beetle. We had a 59 Beetle. And he chased that bus down the road, and he called her, and he said, Why did you drive by my son? And she said, Well, he's just so little and so cute. I didn't think he was old enough to go to school. And my dad says, Why the heck you think he was standing out there? You know, I mean, but that was the beginning of my life of issues. And all through high school, like I say, I had, I was always the shortest one there. I was always the last man picked. 
98 pounds when I graduated. You know, I had to weigh 100 pounds to join the Army, and I ate so many bananas, and I ate so much junk to put on weight. And when I passed that weight, that guy said, You passed? I took off running to the bathroom. But I made it, and I was so proud to join the Army. And you know, when I went to Fort Benning, they abused you back then. They abused you. I was the shortest one, probably in the whole base. And they they made me do everything first. But you know, I remember one time I, I got tired of it. I got tired of being abused and picked on by everybody. And I back then we had uh, telephones. You go get in line and wait to call home. And I got in line and I waited and I waited and I waited. And I forgot, finally got my turn at the phone and I called my mom. I said, I don't care who you have to call. Have to call them. A congressman, a senator, the president. You call somebody and you get me out of here because I'm not putting up with this. I quit. And I turned around, hung up, turned around, started walking. I looked at all those guys standing there and I said, you know what, God? I'm not going to start my life off being a quitter. And I got back in that line, and I waited, and I waited, and I waited. And I called my mom, and I says, don't make that call. They're going to get me out of the Army. They're going to have to throw me out because I'm not quitting. And 30-something years later, I finally retired. But you know... They made me do everything twice. Because I was the littlest one there, I had to do it first to show the big guys you couldn't be a sissy if the littlest man in the army could do it. If we were marching somewhere, my platoon sergeant would pull me out of the, out of the platoon and make me stand back to back with the other shortest man in whatever platoon we were marching by, and he'd make a bet with them that he had the shortest man in the army, and, and he'd bet him a case of beer. I don't know how much beer I won that drill sergeant, but we never got any. We went on ruck marches, and I couldn't keep up. I was so short. The big guys carried my ruck, and I ran beside the platoon. We did the obstacle course. I had to do it twice. Got to eating in the mess hall, the mess, the... My platoon sergeant took up a plate for me and gave it to the duty officer. So at midnight, they woke me up, and I had to eat that plate in front of the duty officer. And then after I ate chow, normally, with everybody else, they made me go back through and eat twice. I ate six, seven times a day for them trying to make me grow. And when I graduated... From infantry school, I was solid, but I wasn't much more than 110 pounds. And then I went wherever I went in my world, it was the same thing over again. I remember I went to Germany and they introduced me to my new first sergeant. He said, isn't he cute? He's got a little uniform. He's got his name sewn on it and everything. And my platoon sergeant said, First sergeant, this is our new soldier. And he said, No, he's not. He's too little to be in the army. He said, Who's your dad, son? 
I said, well, my dad's Bob Ritchie, but he's in North Carolina. Was he in Was he in the unit? I'm like, no, sir. He was in the Navy in the Korean War. He ain't in the military. He said, well, what are you doing over here with that uniform on? They got you boots and everything. And the platoon sergeant said, first sergeant, I told you this is our new private. That was my life. Everywhere I went, I was abused for being short, picked on, made fun of. And then to top it all off, what you can't see about me is I have a handicap that people don't know about. You see, I'm colorblind. And that makes a big deal in the military, and it makes a big deal when you're matching clothes. And that's why I don't wear a lot of suits, because I can't match clothes. So I wear a black suit, and I just change shirts and ties every now and then. I have several black suits. Jeans are easy to wear. You can match anything with a jean. For years, I wanted to be a police officer. I couldn't be a policeman because you had to be five foot six to be a policeman if you were a man, and five foot one if you were a woman. Well, I was five foot one, but I wasn't a woman. But I could do what a five foot one woman could do, but I couldn't be a cop because I wasn't five foot six. You know, people, not everybody's Charles Atlas, Bruce Lee, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Chuck Norris, whoever. You pick who you, who you like, care about, whatever. Not everybody is them. They are uniquely and individually made. But guess what? So are you. As a matter of fact, that verse that I read, that I put on people's TikTok when I tell them that you are the way God made you, I'm going to read you the whole section that I've got for this podcast. It says, verse 13, For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book... They all were written. The days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. And here's the most beautiful part of all these verses it's the last part of verse 18 when I awake I am still with you you know in the military I did a lot of things 
couldn't do a lot of things, saw a lot of things. People dismiss me because of my size. They don't think little guys know anything. They put me in the driver's seat of the tank, and we were doing an exercise. It was war games, and we pulled out to the edge of this big valley in Germany. And um, platoon sergeant says, Richie, head out across whatever. And I said, what about those tanks over there? Are those our tanks? He goes, what tanks? I said, all those tanks over there on that ridge line camouflaged. He said, there ain't no tanks over there. I said, well, hold on. And I climbed up to the commander's hatch. And I took the gun. And I pointed at each of the tanks for him so that he could see them. And when he saw them, he said, how can you see those? I don't know, something to do with my color vision. But the camouflage didn't have any effect on me. And I could see the difference in the camouflage versus the surrounding terrain. Had we not, had he not listened to me, we would have driven out and everybody would have gotten killed in this exercise. But what did he do? He said, like every good leader that recognizes something, he says, Richie's always on my tank and he's going to spot targets for us. Because he can see them and we can't. And so I found something that I was good at. It could be an advantage to people in the military. And I learned that quick wit can get you out of things versus brawn. Along with a little bit of speed if you have to run from a big guy. But people, the main, main important thing I want everybody to understand, it doesn't matter how you are. It doesn't matter if you're 98 pounds or 298 pounds. It doesn't matter if you're 5 foot 1 or 7 foot 1. When you get up in the morning, you put shoes on, you put pants on, you put your clothes on. When you go out into the world, you take yourself into the world. And when you come home at night, it's you that comes home at night and takes those clothes off and props your feet up. And what does that mean? That means you live for you. You're responsible for you. You answer only to God. You don't have to answer to what other people say. There's an old Chinese proverb that says, Better for people to think me a fool than open my mouth and remove all doubt. Well, you see, there's a lot of people out there that are fools. They open their mouth and they confirm it when they start talking. There's a lot of people that just don't know when to shut up or how good they have it. And you don't need to pay them any attention. You could always 
have it worse than somebody else. When I preach at youth camps and churches and I talk about depression and my wife and suicide and things that you say to people, you just don't know what somebody's state of mind is when you're running your mouth. And you don't know what they're going through in life. You don't know how hard they've had it. And you've heard that old saying that says, don't judge somebody until you walk a mile in their shoes. Well, people, I hate to tell you, some people's shoes you don't even want to slip on for a moment, much less take a step. So this is Pastor Chip. I thank you for bearing with me today and learning a little bit about me. And the next time you see that homeless person over there on the side of the road holding up a sign, or some woman at the gas station that's counting her change trying to get two gallons of gas, or they're getting water to drink for their kids at some McDonald's because they can't afford drinks but they can get a few hamburgers, pay attention to your surroundings. Look at things. Think about what's going on around you. You never, ever know how good you have it and how bad somebody else has it. A simple act of kindness, people, can go a long, long way. And besides, right now you're sitting pretty. But tomorrow it could be a different story. You could be getting up Slipping on some bad shoes. Karma is a bitch, they say. Don't be bad-mouthing people. Don't be cussing people. Don't be throwing rocks at the homeless. Just try to contribute to society. Try to do something good. Each day. And you'll be a better person for it. God bless you. Thanks for listening. And I hope everyone is safe and, and has a good day.